Hello and welcome to this special International Women's Day video from Northern Business Leaders in association with Deloitte. I'm Nikki Jolly, I run a HR firm, HR Today, which promotes gender equality. Joining me, we've got an incredible group of Northern women. Donna Baker, partner at Deloitte, Deanna Davison, MP for Bishop Auckland, Simone Roche, CEO of Northern Power Women, Natalie Sykes from the Institute of Directors, Rosemary DeRose, CEO of Beyond Housing, Charlene Lyons, CEO of Black Sheep Brewery, and Alice McCulloch, a director of Rose Dean Nurseries. Together, we're going to explore this year's International Women's Day theme, Choose to Challenge to Help Forge Gender Equal World. So Natalie, my first question is over to you. What does choose to challenge mean to you? Choosing to challenge, I would say it's about challenging for the right reasons. Not necessarily challenging for the sake of challenge, but challenging for where you see that something perhaps is not quite right or that we need to make a change. Because through challenge, there will be change. But it's also about having the resilience to keep firm. So if you know that something does need to change for the better, how do you keep the resilience to push it through right to the point of seeing that change? Absolutely. Some really good points there. Thank you for that. Donna, can I come to you? What does it mean to you? For me, it's about questioning and speaking up, questioning both ourselves and other people. Um, speaking up or calling out the behaviour, to me, really comes down to sometimes it's just about raising awareness. Some people don't realise the impact that some of the words have and how they're perceived. So it's about having that conversation and communication and just raising awareness. And that can be done in a, in a great way that, that doesn't impact anybody detrimentally, but just raises awareness. And then I think for us as women, and, and in fact, for everybody, it's about not accepting the status quo. So just because something's been done in a certain way doesn't mean it has to be. Because if females never been in a certain role doesn't mean it always has to be that way. So don't look at history to dictate the future. It's about what can be done um, and, and that's more important and thinking that way rather than looking at history. Excellent, some really great points there, you know, don't challenge for the sake of it and let, you know, let's not make history direct this and make the decisions for us for the future, it's about looking at ways which is right and making sure that everybody has this equal opportunity, so that's absolutely brilliant, thank you. So the next question, what should we be challenging as leaders in the North? And if I can take that to Deanna. Absolutely. Well, I think some really good points made there by uh, by both Donna and, uh, and Natalie about sort of challenging that, that status quo. I mean, one of the key things that I'm always keen to do um, in politics is show that there is no one size fits all politician and that you might picture a politician a kind of middle-aged bloke uh, with a slightly posh accent, but it doesn't have to be that way. There is a space in politics and in business for people um, of all shapes and sizes. And so I think in, in terms of kind of leadership in the North, it's again about challenging that status quo, the fact that for a very long time, a lot of things that have been coming out of government have been you know, benefiting the Southeast and some of those slightly more affluent regions. And we wanna see a bit of that for ourselves here in the North. So it's about challenging that status quo again, challenging the norm and showing that actually we're keen, we wanna see the North prosper. And I think the budget was actually a really good example of that, that sort of strong voice coming from the North and actually hopefully getting some real benefits for, for people right across the North over the coming months and years. 
Absolutely, I think it is really exciting at the moment, definitely. Thank you for that. Simone, would you like to make a comment there? Yeah, absolutely. We're taking uh, this International Women's Day to challenge for change, but to ensure all voices are heard. So we are we have created a campaign which is about being heard. Uh, we launched a report last year, which is our leveling up report, and we took that across all of the, the leaders, the influencers, um, um, uh, the politicians across the north to say, you know what, we want we want to challenge to have more seats at the table, not just one, we want multiple seats at the table. We want to make sure that our female-led and black Asian minority-led businesses are, are have got more equality and have got more investment. And equally, we want to make sure that we're investing in future talent. So we're utilising this springboard of International Women's Day to say we want our voices heard. We want to be part of the conversation. We want to be part. We want to. We don't want to be finger pointing about we've got to do this and you've got to do this. I think it's that. Um, I think it was just said earlier about look at what we can do. Uh, let's look at what we can do to be heard. Let's what we can do with our voices to make change. But let's all be part of it. Um, and let's take today to use this as a springboard to make sure that we are part of those decisions. So as leaders in the North, listen, look around you, look into your communities, look into those organisations that you're working with and invite them to be part of that decision making process. Brilliant. Thank you very much for that. That's great. So an interesting one here is, has the pandemic been bad for gender equality? Charlene, can I come to you with that one? Absolutely. I mean, I think the pandemic's been bad for everybody in many different ways. I think that's a really important point. Um, and even before COVID, you know, tangible kind of progress towards gender parity was very uneven. That That's just where we're at as a society. Um, and statistically speaking, you know, women's jobs are, you know, I think it's 1.8 times more likely to be more vulnerable than men's jobs. So yes, in short, it has delayed progress towards equality, I think. Um, but I do think that it's important to say that the pandemic has hit everybody across all different sectors and all different gender and minority groups. It, you know, it's been disastrous in many ways. Can I ask Alice? The data does show us that, that women and other marginalised groups in society have been impacted greater uh, because of the pandemic. Um, obviously, homeschooling, um, you know, hats off to all of the parents out there who have had to work uh, to homeschool for the past year. Um, but I think often the women will take on more of that maternal role, uh, not just looking after children, but also um, some of the elderly, which puts additional pressures um, uh, in the home. And if I can take that to Deanna. Yeah, I think the impact of um, the pandemic on domestic abuse victims has been pretty vast. Um, there's been a lot of evidence suggests that um, this has been a kind of underlying uh, symptom of the pandemic. Um, and through some of the work I've been doing on the Home Affairs Select Committee, we've been trying to investigate this in a lot more detail um, and making sure that the support goes goes to the right people. I mean, the government's put in place tens of millions of pounds of additional support. Um, but I'm really pleased that this year we should see the, the pioneering landmark piece of legislation, the Domestic Abuse Bill, actually make its way through Parliament, offering protection to a lot more victims, um, not just for physical abuse, but also for kind of coercive control and that sort of mental abuse as well, which I think is going to be a really positive step forward and will hopefully provide some of those um, domestic abuse victims the support that they really need. Rosemary can I come to you on that one in the pandemic? Yeah um, I think it has been um, really worrying to see particularly those people who have been vulnerable through the pandemic you know the likes of vulnerable adults children 
uh, those that were um, um, subject to um, things like domestic violence. That's been really worrying um, in terms of um, that whole gender equality piece. But for me as well, it has provided opportunities. Um, and I've even sort of seen um, women start up businesses whilst looking after very young children at home as well. So I think whilst we've had to make sure that we've looked after those people who are vulnerable, we've also been able to give um, um, some women real opportunities um, to work at home at the same time as, you know, be there for their children as well. Whilst that's been difficult with things like homeschooling, I know that I've talked to some women who have had really young children that said, I've been able to do both and it's been great because I haven't had to go to work. So Donna, I'm going to come to you next. Um, what do we need to ensure women are at the front of the economic recovery? So if you look at, obviously, a lot of people have had to work virtually when, when they weren't necessarily prepared to and weren't expecting to. Um, the, you know, the shape of the workforce and what employees are was already changing. So, so the pandemic has probably just accelerated that future of work conversation. Um, and, and I guess, similar to what Alice said before, it's about looking at the positives from the pandemic. So actually businesses have had to deal with it um, in different ways, but they've had to deal with the, the impact of the pandemic. And now how can you take that forward to create a more flexible, agile workforce, which would, which would benefit women? Okay, Rosemary, can I bring that same question to you? Um, I totally agree with Donna. I think we have to set great examples going forward about the opportunities that have come out of this pandemic. Um, for me, promoting the progress that we make as a result of the learning that we've got from the pandemic is absolutely essential as women going forward. I think also that we can really help by doing in doing that, build commitment from um, both um, our own organisations organizations but women generally in terms of sort of look these are the things and the changes and the opportunities we can create going forward and generally just encourage each other i think i've seen so much encouragement help and support at the pandemic that i think i would just really love that to continue um, um beyond um us coming out of this whole situation because there's been absolutely great things as a result of that encouragement happening We've definitely all pulled together, I would agree with that, definitely. Natalie, can I bring that question to you? We, for many years, have worked to support women, in particular, to really embrace flexible working, to um, really see that the fourth industrial revolution, which has been um, absolutely fast-tracked in the pandemic, comes alive. But during the work which we did with a series of partners for a number of years, um, we recognise that one of the holdbacks was the support for men too. So what we've seen with this pandemic is that men have been able to homeschool. You know, it's been really fantastic to see that. But also there's that stigma with society. You know, it's, it's always been very much about let's give women the opportunity and we're great at multitasking. Most women are and probably not quite as good as most, but, um, <laughs> but that then means that a woman will do pretty much everything. So how can we then make it the equal and fair playing ground where a man can also step into some of those roles, which will then really allow a woman to step forwards and lead us out of this economic uh, recovery. And do you think the pandemic has helped towards that? We'd like to think that we have proven that flexible working does work that the stigma of you have to be in a fixed location will be removed, that we won't necessarily go back to where we were, 
that yes, you know, our, our, we are all equals. And actually, I know many men who would love to be able to have more time at home and with the children and do those things. So let's make it happen for them too. And then I really feel we are breaking the boundaries of equality. Thank you for that. So um, what are the barriers to gender equal workplace? Simone, can I bring that one to you? I think it's following on from what Natalie was talking about and the, the different styles of work. I don't think there are, uh, it's not just two styles of work. It's not work from home or work flexibly. I think it's taking everyone on their kind of own requirements. I think there are multiple, multiple types of workplaces. And I think uh, whilst I know there's a, a national kind of mantra about building back better, I'm very much uh, into building forward better. We cannot sort of go back into old ways and people will very quickly forget. I think some of the, you know, some of the sort of opportunities of um, the way that we've we've worked and, and operated, I don't think anyone will properly forget homeschooling, but um, I think we have to look at the multiple ways. And I think the things that I've seen some of the large and small organizations doing is, is every individual has got to um, have a choice, if you like. So it's not just it's this or it's this. I think there's got to be a, a blended approach to returning back to the workplace. Brilliant. I agree with you. It's that blended approach that we've not always been great at. And I think we need to take that forward. So my last question. So what piece of advice would you give your 18 year old self? Charlene, you smiled at me there. I'm going to come to you. Firstly, your best is good enough. And I think that's something I say to my staff all the time. Your best is good enough. Just believe in yourself. Um, work out what matters most. Surround yourself with people that make you happy. And kind of make sure you have fun along the way. Because when you've got there um, and, you know, you're working towards this end goal, you might just lose sight of what's really important. And that's actually, you've learned a lot and you've enjoyed it. So I think there's quite a few lessons. Um, which I tell myself often. <laughs> I think the first is about be a rebel and be that driver <laughs> of change. Um, and it's okay, um, you know, to question and to challenge and have that confidence. Um, and I think the second is about having an international mindset. I think it's very easy for us to become siloed in our industry and in our region. Um, and actually there's a lot of lessons um, that we can learn um, across the world um, and, and to help us to solve these problems. I think one of the biggest pieces of advice, uh, you know, particularly for, for anyone who's looking for a, a political career or, you know, a career at the top, top of a business, is stop trying to be what you think you need to be to reach that goal or to get into that role. Um, because as I sort of said earlier in this discussion, um, you know, politicians, business leaders, whatever, come in all shapes and sizes. And if you look into an organization and can't see anyone like you in there, that doesn't mean you don't belong. It just means, you know, from in my view, you've got to fight to get yourself in there so that you can inspire the next generation of people to follow in your footsteps. So yeah, that, that point really about, uh, you know, be authentic, be yourself, you know, people will see right through a phony um, and, and don't worry because you can be the pioneer, you can be the, the first Oh yeah, uh, the advice I would always give is say yes and work it out later. I think some of the adventures that you can get yourself into along the way, if you don't open a box and find out what's in there, you you may have bypassed that for your whole your life. And the second one is it's never, ever, ever too early to build your network and community around you. And especially over the last year, I think all of us have benefited from that community and tribe around us. Um, I would say um, to my 18-year-old self, stay clear of things um, and people um, that don't make you healthy. Um, that would be it.
Um, so I would say be confident in being yourself, be happy in being yourself, um, believe in yourself. Um, and I would also say find yourself a good mentor, support network. Some of the points we've raised there about, you know, people around that uplift you and bring positive um, spirit to you. They're the people that you want to be around that will support you. Great. Thank you. Natalie. Thank you. Um, so going back all those years, um, I would probably say to myself, really think about what you would like to do to make a difference to this world. And then align your values with that. Think about what gives you passion. Take the chance and make it happen. Because I do feel that if you're passionate about something, you're going to love what you do and it will be just flow very easily. Um, but certainly, you know, try to think about what are you going to do to help build a better world. Brilliant. Some fantastic advice from all of you there. Thank you so much. So thank you for joining us for this special International Women's Day video for Northern Business Leaders in association with Deloitte. Thanks too to the guests for providing fascinating and stimulating discussion. Happy, Happy International, International Women's Day. Day. Let's, Let's choose to challenge. challenge.